Patriot Land. This is Andrea Eichmann here with the People's Patriot Project, and we are bringing you our weekly show, live show on Facebook and podcast and YouTube. Um, we call this, we got your six at six Patriot Playtime. It is 25 September 2022, and we have a great guest for you to meet tonight. Every week, we bring you a guest, and a lot of times we bring you a new musician, and then we share all the good and sometimes the not so good and just things happening in our world. This week's show will bring conversation with our special guest, Mike Zanito, and Peacekeepers for Life. Before we get started, we would like to ask you to take off your hats and stand if you can, cover your heart, and join us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States, United of, America. States of America. And to the and Republic, to the Republic for, for which it stands, stands, stands one, one nation, nation under, under, God, under God, indivisible, indivisible with liberty, liberty and, justice and justice for all. Oof, die. What a good night, huh? Boom. Tammy is here in the house. It, hey, is, the, it is the most special, perfect time of year. The weather is right for me. And I mean, we're up in Minnesota, so anytime it gets below uh, 982 degrees with humidity up here, I'm, <laughs> I'm all good with that. Uh, anywhere around the 50s and 60s, I'm game, and it is my wheelhouse. So uh, thank you, the big man above, for this this great opportunity to uh, enjoy the world we live in now. Brother Zanito, good to have you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, there is so many things to talk about and and talk about your mission and talk where you're at and what you're doing and what you're getting done. And um, I think the biggest piece that's fulfilling for me, and we'll get into it here a little bit more, 
Don Ricks. Sorry. I got to shout out those amazing people that come into the world. Don Ricks. Are you ready for the shock and awe in Nashville? We are excited, Don. Uh, we're going to have you down there. And unfortunately, Mr. Zanito is going to be uh, at uh, OP Vet Fest, which is another Vet great Fest. organization. Um, that was are, one of the uh, little connections we made just before the, the show started, you guys. We we um, have watched OP Vet Fest from afar. We finally gathered up and went down there last year to hang out, celebrate, see some of the musicians, and take part in the event. And uh, then we couldn't go this year because of this Nashville thing. And now here's Mike. But Mike will be down there. Well, in um, last year, it was in November. And what's crazy is it throws off my acclimatometer thing only because we were down <laughs> fighting the fire ants in November last year. <laughs> and we're up here in Minnesota, and we had the earliest snow of all time ever in October. And and we're, yeah, so, and when we were planning this, and there's no way for us to, to fix this Um we have eight veteran and first responder representatives being represented at the Josie Awards at the Grand Ole Opry this year. And when Tony Turner's being recognized for Outlaw Musician of the Year, uh, male vocalist, and it's like when we saw that, we're like, okay, we're going to go down and promote the heck out of this stuff. And, uh, I, I didn't know that OP Vet had changed their dates since uh, October. And so it is what it is. But uh, yeah. no, I think I did, but I didn't have it on the calendar yet. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. give up a chance to go to. But we're excited that Mike gets to go there. He can yeah. uh, he can carry the torch. He can carry the flag. Yeah, go. Send me a shirt. I'll wear the shirt during half the day. How's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> us a good time. Don't tease us. <laughs> Um, no, how awesome. I mean, we had the awesome opportunity to connect with, uh, some amazing people at OP vet and Denny Katona, who's had that, uh, event for years, uh, has kind of passed the torch, but then we got to hang out uh, last year with, uh, uh, Shannon book and Eric O of the Chattel foundation. Um, just amazing again. And we're dumb Minnesotans. I'm sorry. Uh, we don't have fire ants in Minnesota. And we sat and watched in the middle of this park as these ants uh, overtook my foot, the actually. <laughs> Andrea's foot, some other guy's foot, uh, Dom Kerr's foot. Um, Bobby Withrow was, was the savior. He's like, get away from where you're standing. Why are you standing there? You're on an ant hill. I'm like, I didn't. Yeah, you got to move. Now. You got to can't just stand Mike, there. You got to move. Do you have yeah. fire ants in your world? Uh, yeah, I'm from Southern California. Are you kidding me? I, okay. I got fire ants the first month I was in my house. I just, I built a house in New Braunfels. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy out here. They're all over the place. That's nuts. I, that's something yeah. we don't get to experience up here, but. I have to ask yeah, really quick. New Braunfels. Is that where, is Kim, is the Kim Donette band from that? Cause she and Jen are sometimes Texas. playing in the New Braunfels area. Kim, what's her name? Kim? Kim Donette. Uh... Oh, I got to look her up quick. She, I'll see where she's been playing lately. I swear that was one of the towns mentioned, but I'm, I know Texas is a huge place. 
Maybe in my head, I think it's closer, but I'm down by San Antonio. It's down by yeah. San Antonio. Yep, they're kind of. Yeah, we get. But we anyway, get yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of big roll games with the news, Miss Ekman. Oh, I can roll with the news. Hang on, let me. Okay. Let's just well, hang on not, one second. I can sit I'm here looking. and banter about Kim nonsense for as long as I need to. Oh, they play a lot at the Lone Star Ice House in Longview, Texas. Is that close by? Uh, no, it's a couple hours away. All right. So, yeah, maybe. You know what? Here's the problem we have, Mike. It's every time we go to Texas, someone makes the silly comment as, yeah, it's just right back there. And two hours later, we finally get to our destination. It, and it's true, like, yeah. that's, yeah, that's it's, not it's, Texans. It's 12 hours tip to tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, no, it's, it's not just over there. It's not. No, we got we got we got names like I mean that's about twenty minutes from me, George Strait. I mean, there's you know he, he's like twenty minutes from me. It's like you know, Coffee Anderson pops in once in a while, and the other in fact, in fact, it was just about uh, about a month ago, we were doing karaoke at some little downtown place in New Braunfels, and Dirk Bentley walks in in a ball cap what? and a pair of glasses and picks up a guitar and starts playing it's like what's going on here it's like somebody was singing his song what he then it was him. <laughs> yeah, he's getting ice cream next door he's getting ice cream at the little ice cream place there next door and it's like yeah just popped in i was like all right cool. i love it wow yeah. it's a hub <laughs> yep there you go coffee anderson we need to talk to him yeah. do you get... say you get a rub elbows with coffee anderson um i met him i've met him twice wouldn't say rub elbows with him, but yeah, I've met him twice. Really down to earth guy, nice guy. That's the I'm waiting one. for Kojo to come back through. Kojo's coming out here October 14, I think. Yeah. He's oh my gosh, here. I was just reading about him, and he was giving advice to you know aspiring, aspiring musicians, and his advice is straightforward, blunt, and if you can't do it, good luck. I I don't have anything else for you, you know. And he's just right. I loved it. <laughs> Oh, I love his I love his patriotism at every concert. He does it before every concert. You know, he's like the Toby Keith and the Kid Rock. It's kind of a mixture of both. But Kojo, he's a little guy, but man, he's he's strong about it. That's the, good. The thing is, and this is kind of what our, our mission is, is if we can combine those forces. And again, I'm gonna be straight, absolute one hundred percent blunt, not it has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the foundations, this chunk of land we came over from from England to establish. And I get, and I know, and I understand not everyone was treated perfectly and fair and well. And I and I, I get that piece, but we can't adjust to that. We we can accommodate, but with limitations. Um I just want to live, I want to live free. I want to live free and know that I live free. And know that what I've worked my tail off and everyone else has the opportunity to work their tail off for can have those exact same freedoms. And that's if I get to sit back and enjoy my friends, my family, my steak that I cooked and the, the property that I was able to. I get it. Some people's property has been taken from them. I get it. Um This is it's too easy. It's too easy. And this is the land of the home and the brave. This is the land of freedoms and liberties. This is the land of opportunity. So, all right, off my box. Yeah. So you want to hear, me, you want to hear the news now after I started? Yeah, let's hear the news, the news now. 
All right. So <laughs> I just want to tell you all, and you all know this already, but it is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, and I was just reading up on some because I got so that rabbit hole when I'm reading and researching and I got into the world suicide prevention day. And this is around the world, you know, that who organization. Um, but I like one of their phrases, which ties into this awareness piece. Um, and one of their phrases is creating hope through action. And duh, <laughs> I mean, this is what we do. And we've kind of almost made the phrase um, with us and a lot of other of the nonprofits that we work with is the awareness is golden and nobody should give up preaching the awareness, but the awareness falls into the next step now. And that is getting your boots out on the ground and, and being physically active fighting it. Boots on the ground, baby. Get yeah, her done. On the ground. See? So I like that that I like that on the Who website, that's that's what they're saying. And so let's keep that. In our pockets, it is also, and I think you like this, Mike, it's National Service Dog Month. Um, <laughs> September. Like so you it. have six more days to celebrate those service dogs. And I don't know, check into what you can do to help. I'm not going to lie. My dog just farted a little while ago and I had oh. the window. That's how bad it was. He is not a service dog and I don't know if he'd be any good at it. I noticed that cloud of smoke behind you. <laughs> That's a big wonder what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> little poof. Yeah, we have this windy. Mike, day. tell us about your dog real quick while nice, we're on that. Nice. So that's uh, it's Abrams. Um, he's a three-year-old this past July, and he's a mix of a D. Bardot lab mix um, with a little bit of pit bull. He looks like a pit bull. Everybody thinks he's a pit bull. It's an interesting story about him is that because I travel so much all over the country, he travels with me. Um, on the plane, you know, elevator, all over. It goes it goes everywhere I go, pretty much. And uh, a lot of the airlines don't allow pit bulls, twenty five percent over, even service dogs or not, um, to be in their pasture compartment. You know, pit bulls got a really bad name and a mm. bad rap in that over the years. But um, I did DNA on him, and he's only seven percent pit bull. But even if he was one hundred percent pit bull, he's a very mild mannered. I mean, the dog is just he's just everybody loves him. It's just. He's a big magnet for a lot of fun and kids and people and just he does really well. But he travels with me. Um, in fact, we are uh, we're national ambassadors for three different organizations. One is Irish Angel, which is a nonprofit that uh, protect our protectors kind of thing. Um, and we're the national ambassadors spokesperson for them. And then uh, Paws and Warriors, which is another service dog network that's based out of Nashville, Tennessee and Florida. And uh, we're national ambassadors and spokespeople for that group organization as well. And then uh, my dog trainer has a pause uh, working service dog network and he's out of uh, Blairsville, Georgia. And we are also the uh, spokesperson for that organization as well. And we're known as canine Patriot. Um, that's, that's our, that's our team name, if you will. Um, and then my organization that I do my public speaking events at, is like you see they're peacekeepers for life um started it in 2016. um let me back up a little bit a little background about me i'm a i'm a retired police officer i uh, retired in 2012 um after serving a little bit over a little over 20 years of service total um and i'm a combat veteran from the first gulf war i was a navy corpsman i babysat marines and kept them away from crayons if you will mm -hmm. um and then uh, i've had my nursing license for almost 30 years 
EMT paramedic off and on over that over that time. And uh, 2016, I started this uh, nonprofit, Peacekeepers for Life, and it was kind of a kind of a life changing thing for me. I I had uh, prior to retiring as police department, I lost a couple of uh, former co-workers and brothers to suicide. Um, lost a couple of veteran friends of mine that uh, I'd served with in the past, back in the eighties, um, one or two to suicide as well. Um, a lot of, uh, drug addiction, alcohol problems, those kind of things that, that kind of built them just to get up to where the, uh, the ultimate, you know, the end, end decision. And I thought, you know, there's gotta be something that can be done about it. And I went back to school and got my, finished my bachelor's degree in 2009 and then I decided I was going to go back to school and possibly get my PhD to become a counselor. Um, and it's more along the lines of not so much from the clinical side, but to basically share my experiences with those people that struggle. But then as I got into school, I was like, you know what? I'm 50 years old, 50 plus. I'm like, I don't want to be going to school and I'm not going to go be a doctor because if I do that. I can talk to one person an hour for six or seven hours a day. And that's not really going to make much of a difference. Yeah, I will, you know, I'll be able to share experiences and help people. But, you know, why not get out there and do something that was never offered, at least when I was a cop? And I worked for a couple major agencies in Southern California, and they didn't have anything like this kind of stuff. And it comes down to it, like we're talking about suicide awareness and stuff. It comes down to the education and letting people know that do the job that they are no different than anybody else they are human they are men and women who do a job they have a specialty training but they see a lot of things that the general public doesn't see but it doesn't make them superhuman and when they see something that they're struggling with or they see something that that didn't uh, sit right with them that it's okay to have emotional reaction about that um, and I kind of bring that up because old school ways is that, you know, when you had a bad call or you went to a bad accident or you saw something catastrophic and it affected you in a way, you'd meet up with your sergeant or your supervisor or your coworker and they, you'd talk about it and then you'd be like, stop being a big baby. Let's go get back into the fight. We've got our job to keep going. And, um, you know, we talk about terms like the rucksack and, and stuffing our backpack and that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, when you get those kind of, those kind of things in order to stay in the fight, because you're prideful, you're embarrassed, you know, you don't, you don't want to cry. You don't want to show any emotion. And this goes for men and women. It's because they, you know, every, both of us do the job. There's lots of, lots of women out there that do the same job that I did and vice versa. So it's, it doesn't matter whether it's, it's not an all male type thing. And, the bottom line is, is that if you have those emotions as a human, it's okay to be and have those emotions. It's how you process those emotions. It's how you let those things affect you and then work through those things that affected you the proper way. Um, if you need to talk to somebody, go talk to somebody. Don't talk to the scotch bottle. Don't talk to the beer bottle. Don't talk to your prescription pills because you got, you know, knee pain. You know, don't let those things dictate how you feel and how you how you go with those emotions. You gotta, you gotta be able to process them and identify them and face them, face them head on. So when I talked about the education thing, I could have easily went and got, I got my master's degree in psychophysiology, 
which is basically the, the breakdown of how a body does and what the body does when they go through a stressful or catastrophic event. But it's one of those kind of things where I could have gone to the next level and become Dr. Mike, but you know, that's all about status. It's, you know, initials behind your name and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's not, that's nothing that I, that, that I really felt that I could make a difference. So when I go out and I go to these events, I will tell my story without telling my story specifically. You know, there was a lot of things that I saw in the Gulf War that 24-year-olds, 23-year-olds don't normally see in their everyday everyday life. But I stuffed them down and I kept them down because I knew that if I brought them out, I would never have been a police officer for 20 years. It would, it, I, I would have never qualified. Not that I was broken or messed up or having issues back then, but I knew that if I talked about any of those things during my processing, my psychological and all that, I would have never gotten hired because they would have seen me as a liability. I worked in a state where if you even mention the mere fact that you're in, in stress or you're having suffering from PTSD or something's bothering you emotionally, they immediately take you off the line, take you out of the job, put you on administrative leave and make you go get help. A See, lot of people. I, think, yeah, like, I want to address that, Mike, because I think yeah. that has been. I think we're stepping in some new territory, to be honest with you. And I want to say new and new being 20 years to now. Um, because I don't think, I mean, forever, you are, especially police officers, have had to live with the stoic, stoicism. Is that the right word? Stoicism? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, hey. I, I, I'll swing my billy stick and I'll walk the beat and nothing affects me and I can live my life the way that, and you know what, we're all going to, and I can't feel any feelings. And I, that is such an, in, I can't even come up with the right words right now. It, it's not a right concept because everyone feels and we've just recently had some of some of the veterans from our greatest generation on. We just had uh, Fremont come on, who's a 98-year-old World War II veteran. And and we've had Vietnam veterans on our show. And I know we're separating police officer and veteran or military, but at the same time, we serve both. So because I believe the psychologies of, the, of both are affect the same. And we've never allowed these people to feel. And they've we've required them to go out the door every day, go do your job and come back, and you're going to be exactly the same tomorrow. And that's not a true narrative. And I, I'm sorry that you had to live kind of in those pieces. And again, as a man, a toxic man, as our world will come out there and say because you are out there carrying a gun and have the authority and uh, uh, probably wear Old Spice. Um, uh, We've not allowed these men and women, men and women, to grow appropriately. And we, we have stifled them because we've not allowed them to share. And again, the second there's a moment of weakness and who gets to describe or prescribe what weakness is, um, you're right. They you, you pull them off the line. You give them their 
their moment and go get your therapy. And again, they don't get back to the job that they had before. And again, I'm sorry that our world was in that nature. And what Andrew was talking about earlier about whether that was pre-show or during this, I've already got a disconnect, but that's okay. Um, Where we actually get to understand the pieces that make up humanity. My first degree was in psychology. And uh, I'm, I may not, and I'll, I'll openly say that uh, I may not be the brightest person on the face of the earth. Um, but I knew that to cowboy the F up was probably not the greatest practice procedure in dealing with psychological needs and building. So I became a school teacher. I mean, because you can, you can talk that way when, when you're a school teacher. But um, no, you can't do that either. But um not At today. Least I knew. <laughs> no, not since we got out of high school. No. Hey, yeah, exactly. But there was a time and place where th- there is a time and place where it's like, hey, pull your bootstraps. Let's go. Let's get out there and get our job done. Um. But there is a time where we need to help, fix, support, and promote those that are dealing in those those pieces. Well, you did, you, you hit the nail on the head with one thing you said, you said, you know, a lot of, a lot of veterans and police officers, you know, you differentiate between the two. That was one of my driving forces to do the path that I did versus the clinical side. If you think about it, where are these veterans going when they get out of the military? Mm -hmm. They're going into service. Mm -hmm. Medics are going into the medical field. You know, they're going you know, they, they're going, they want to go, you know, Marines. I worked probably a good 60% of a department that I worked for were former Marines, you know, and that's just what they do. It's they're it's not the kill, kill thing, kill, kill, kill thing as a cop, but the Marine Corps, that mentality is still there, but they're going into service. You know, they're going into the to EMS, they're going into the police department, they're going into nursing and all that kind of stuff. So it's one of those things where, like I said earlier, you know, you're going to stuff those emotions, those things you were exposed to in the military down, because when you go through training and you go through the, the employment process for the police department, and now the fire department in most states, they go through a psychological, they go through an extensive background and all that kind of stuff. And that stuff plays. They found a guy that I got into a fight with in fifth grade in my background, and I was late 20s. And they found a guy that I got into a fist fight in fifth grade doing my background. I didn't put him on my background. I forgot about him. They found him because they talked to four or five of my references and then they gave names. And then right. they, one guy happened to go, oh, you needed to go talk to this guy. Then he got it because they asked, one of the questions was, have you ever seen Mike in a, involved in a fist fight during a background? And they said, yeah, he was in a fist fight in fifth grade. I'm like, this guy's not even remember me. I didn't remember, I didn't remember his name until that it even happened until they brought it up. So tell me about this fist fight. I was like, well, okay. So there's, there's a lot of, it's very similar. I mean, there's a lot of police officers that I've met in my career and doing this nonprofit that are prior service. There just are. And it's, so they're bringing their suffering or their struggles or whatever, whatever word you want to use, they're bringing that into that next level, that next career. Mm-hmm. and there may be a trigger. They could make five, six, ten years down the road, and something may happen 
during that during that service job that might have triggered something that happened in the military. Mm-hmm. And so you basically just go out there and like you like you said, Mark, you gotta you gotta make sure that people know that just because I put a uniform on, I put a badge and a gun belt on, it doesn't mean that I'm superhuman. I'm just I'm a human being, I'm an American that goes out and serves my community in uniform. Right. No, we need you and we need people like you that come from both backgrounds. Mark is is a military and firefighter. And because when we go into the typically um, military, the VFWs, the legions, the and, and we do ask for fundraising. And we did a big fundraiser a year. It was not just a year ago. It seems like forever. Um, a year ago in a legion parking lot. But some of the legion people were upset because he was he's a law enforcement officer he's a leo and hello he did two trips to afghanistan with the army so <laughs> i think he's a veteran as well if you can take that into account and but the community the local community knows him as the law enforcement officer and so we run into those barriers quite often and and so we try to put that on the forefront of of our information honestly that um that was you. Was that you talking? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't me. Sorry. I'm, just, I'm trying to get rid of this text message. You keep sending me a message. Like, Stop calling message. But we, um, but we do say that quite often, the crossover. So, And I come from the civilian world, and I've seen it so many times, which is where the People's Patriot Project interested me, is because they did. You, we do share both. We want to reach out to those first responders and... Um, Especially the crossover, especially yeah. the crossover people that um, you're right. We use the word heroes a lot and, and not everybody loves to be called a hero and they're not, you're your hero in the, some people's eyes, a lot of people's eyes, little kids eyes. But I like you using the not a superhuman because they are human. I, I mean, that's, that's the biggest piece is do superheroes squint? Do they squish all that down too? Like did Thor have some issues because of trauma in the past as well i mean seriously <laughs> yes well, he got it's, fat it's very <laughs> funny that you say that because you know it's one of those kind of things where i've been working since age 12. my first job was a newspaper job i a paper boy okay and so i mean there's there's not a lot of jobs that i have not at least tried whether it was a day an hour a week a year whatever but when I got into adulthood and joined the Navy, you know, I joined the Navy at 17 years old, right out of high school. I went in delayed entry. I was that punk teenager that thought I knew everything and I didn't know absolutely. I knew nothing. I, and, and had I not gone in the military, I would not be sitting here, probably not be sitting here in front of you today. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those kind of things where. Yes, Thor was fat and drunk. That's funny. <laughs> yep, true. Okay. That's uh, so, he was dealing some, with some traumas. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's one of those things where that that literally gave me the path to where I'm at today, and mm-hmm. my entire adult life. And people who really know who Mike Zanino is will tell you flat out, family and friends, this is exactly who Mike Zanino is. In fact, I even have there's a saying that they that they used to say to me at the police department that. Mike Zanino has the biggest heart, heart of gold, give you his shirt off his back, but he's caring to a fault. 
And I can quote many people, including one of my former police chiefs that would say that. Okay. And it's one of those kind of things where, you know, if you remember back when we were kids is that, you know, when you did things, you didn't expect things in return today and not to get political today, everybody that does something for somebody else, they're like, where's my, you know, what do I get out of this? What do I, if I do this, what it's not, I got into service not to make the, the, the good paychecks and all that, which I got paid really well. I live in Southern California. You know, you have, you have to get paid pretty decent. It's just good in order to survive, especially nowadays. But I didn't get into that business, police work, nursing, any of that kind of stuff to make the paycheck. I mean, I started off as a police officer, as a reserve, a volunteer position. They were not even, they weren't even paying us money. And I was working beside police officers that, we're doing the same job, making $150,000, $200,000 a year, you know, tons of money. And I'm doing the same job for free. Now, eventually they started paying the reserves. But again, I signed up because it was one of those things. And I worked as a nurse at Children's Hospital in Orange County. So I'd do full time, 12 hours, three days a week at the hospital. And then I'd go work three days a week, volunteer for my first year and a half as a reserve, reserve police officer. And well, I did it. Know, I was going to the shootings and all that kind of stuff, but for free because it wasn't about the on money. On top of that, on top of that, we have less than ten percent. I mean, we'll say you can say three percent of our country goes to the military. Three percent of our yeah. entire country is out there making sure you have your rights and freedoms. I think inflation is getting to you because it's more closer to the one to one and a half percent. Well, and I'm, 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 I'm using loose numbers, but what I'm going to say is, I mean, there are 600 million first responder calls a year and there are less than 30 million first responders. How does that happen? And how do you accommodate that need? And like I said, I mean, we've got people that lay their big fat heads on the pills of freedom every day, not worrying about the traumas that these individuals are seeing on a daily. And uh, so I, I had a different song pulled up, but the word heroes came up and we were joking about Thor a little bit. But I, I honestly want to thank, uh, you know, the, the movie industry a little bit to, to pull some of that stuff out because that actually is a real piece. I mean. Not that Thor, the god of lightning and thunder, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I get it, it's a movie. But the fact that they acknowledge at some point that he dealt with an emotional trauma and had to work through those pieces, and if you watch the next movie, it's same pieces, but nonetheless. Um, I'd like to let everyone pull out your, your Kleenexes because you're going to need them. But let's see what Saul Gonzalez thinks about our heroes. This is Saul Gonzalez. Heroes. They threw him a party the day that he got home. Oh, and they called him a but he felt all alone Surrounded by his family And all his friends but one Oh, he lost him in that country 
to a buried roadside bone. When his dad stood up and said, our hero has returned. He looked down at his scars and his purple heart and said, Dad, you know that hurts. Cause I told me it's a not sound grateful. Cause the good Lord knows I am for sparing me my life on the day he took my friend. But I still wish that I had gone with him. Maybe he even took his place. Of a destiny to lead me that way So I'm not trying to say you're wrong But heroes ain't the ones who make it home He said Danny had a daughter He'll never get to see and I know that he was proud He was only 23 They gave me this medal Pinned it on my uniform But this piece of tin don't mean a thing No, if it can't bring them home So I told me to not sound grateful Cause the good Lord knows I am For sparing on the day he took my friend I still wish that I had gone with him Maybe he even took his place Up a destiny didn't lead me that way I'm not trying to say you're wrong But heroes ain't the ones who make it hurt Cause the good Lord knows I am For sparing me my life On the day he took my friends But I still wish that I'd gone with them Every day I'd take their place On my destiny didn't lead me that way I'm not trying to say you're wrong Make it home The heroes ain't the ones who make it home I saw him. I saw him on AGT. I yes, you did. AGT. America's yes. Got Talented. We were with <laughs> yeah. Sal one year ago today, and I would be remiss if I did not say. And I had this big plan to do a bigger thing, but Adam Jones, happy birthday, brother! <laughs> uh, Feed the Heroes Foundation. Um, last year at this time, we got the amazing pleasure to be for uh, down in Georgia for a Bobby Henline event. I keep calling it the Adam Jones event. 
that's the way I see it. Uh, Tony Turner, Sal Gonzalez, uh, you name it. Uh, what an amazing, amazing time and experience. And man, we love you guys. Um, <laughs> and that song, I, I have yet to get through that song yet, yet. And, uh, you know, I understand the premise of his song. I understand the, the purpose, the reason, the lyric of it. I understand that he has a significant loss with the loss of his leg in combat. Um, ah, Sal, our heroes do make it home, brother. They mm-hmm. do. I did a buddy check. Uh, during that song, Sal was one of the buddy checks. Um, this is something that we do regularly, and we make sure... It's all of us have this here, uh, brothers and sisters. This is a mighty tool. Um, reach out, and we do it by a six pack because you know it's going to take you a, a total of about three minutes of that to reach out to six of your brothers and sisters and say, I'm just thinking of you, and that's all we were asking you to do. And it might spur a conversation. Sorry, I mean, um, I, we've got veterans and first responders across the country right now that you need to reach out to each other and just say, hey, I saw you were in the mix of some stuff. Uh, we've got a federal agent in our network. Uh, we're with you, brother. You're dealing with some some stuff right now, man. We're with you. Uh, my next break, I'm going to make sure I'm doing that, uh, that buddy check too because I need to reach out to you. Do that. Uh, Can I just jump back into the news? Because that leads absolutely, to Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, on top of doing your buddy check, also think of your gold star mothers and families because today is their yeah. day as well. So, uh, anyway, Jill Stevenson, Jill Stevenson, there's, there's one right there. And, uh, yep. So listen, this, anyone who's not listening, uh, I mean, who is listening, who doesn't know the gold star. And sometimes you see them, like, I think it's very cool when you're just driving down the road and there's one in a window, not that it's cool. It's cool to know that that's a family um, who is remembering um, a loved one lost in combat. Um, looking at the LA Times article that I was looking at, it said during World War I, this practice was developed across the country. Families would display fag- flags featuring a blue star, the sign that a family member was fighting in the war. Some flags would display more than one star. And then that's where the gold star family came from because the gold star flags would go up to signify that the family member had died on duty. That phrase went into the national vocabulary on the backs and sacrifices of the men and women serving in uniform. So that is, that's the history of that a little bit. Um, and the old tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree thing. It's also those of you out there and some of you, some of you have those daughters that might not be with you because they are deployed at the moment. It's national daughters day. And this is a day for parents to honor their daughters and show them how much they are appreciated. So reach on out to your daughters, um, especially those daughters who might be deployed at the moment. And um, so know how much thinking about them. So that, gosh, we try to not always be like, you know, in the sad. We got it. I I mean, (laughs) so many of the songs in our, in our, back screen here is thinking thinking and heart songs so we gotta i we've got a couple and we'll we'll uh 
we got a Chris Turner song we could probably oh, roll in, and we could we definitely have a Tony Turner song that we do need to lift up as well. So I will probably throw both of those on here. I don't know bit. if you have Kim's song on Kim Dunnett we were talking about earlier. Actually, wrote a song after. That'd be another one, one though. Show. You need another box of tissues if we do. Do this. you guys follow? Yeah. You guys follow Dave Bray? Yeah, we do. We do. I saw some pictures of you with Dave. Yeah, we just, he was at Irish Angel. He did he did the national anthem for us, and then he sang his his last call that he actually sang at the police memorial, the National Police Memorial in D.C. Um, this past May. And uh, I've I've been friends on with social media for with Dave and his wife Becky for the last couple of years, but we finally were able to link up. I mean, you know, in this business, you're friends with people on social media for years and years and years. And when you meet them, it's like you never, you've never, you know, you never, they're the same person, you, met, you know, four years ago. Yeah. So, so that picture I threw up on uh, the OP vet earlier is like, we've got a catalog of, it is amazing. We are family. And again, we haven't had a chance. I know you've been, we've been talking to you for almost two years, years now. And yeah. uh, and and that's fine. It's we're busy and we have a mission. You have a mission, and we're getting stuff done and and we're excited. But it it is so much fun when we get to. I I tell people get together and put paws on each other because. Uh, so the funny part is, you have a Tony Turner and Tony. No offense here, brother. He walks in at four foot two, maybe a little taller, and. Uh, I come in at six foot two, and you don't know what you're coming into, but you're going to get a hug from a Sasquatch, big bear, grizzly bear looking kind of guy. And uh, I don't let go that fast, to be honest with you. And it wasn't something, I'm not a hugger. That's not really me, but I can't tell you how much I have enjoyed this ride since we started it. And so I, I will hug you for a long time. Don't let it be uncomfortable. I'll let go when I'm done. All right. That's there you go. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Nothing wrong with that. We do. Yeah, we have his, we have Dave's song, that one on here too. We had him on we um, do. like a year ago. Um, so we could do that one as well, but we have to close then with something uplifting. We can't have a well, whole night. I know, right? So, um, oh, in the. <laughs> Jeremy Daniels, you goof. <laughs> um, okay, I was going to bring this up, and I'm going to change the tone right now. And I want you guys okay, to keep thinking about your people. I really do. Um, but I'm going to try to lighten this up because I had brought this up early. And so I might have sat around and watched some football today. And I'm not, I, I almost, well, it's right here. Check this out. Actually, this might be my lucky Sunday shirt from now on. Um, sorry, Peterson. I know, right? Oh my gosh, seriously. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, you might not have watched the game today because it was almost another we're gonna go home crying our beer story, but in the last minute and a half or a minute 43, I think we actually pull it. I say we, like it's yeah. Anyway, so everyone in my house cleared out, and it was me, and I was cleaning up and getting ready for the show and football's still on the TV. We got these announcers, you know, the guys that know everything about football and they're talking, talking, babbling away. And all of a sudden I hear the guy say, Oh, that was some exotic pressure. They just put on. And I'm like, well, is that I'm a language arts teacher, by the way, I middle school right now, but you know, all the way through, 
Um, exotic pressure. Is that what football players do? They put exotic pressure. You know what? You know what? <laughs> they do penetrate the a-hole, just so you know. Uh Oh, that's um, my world for I don't know how many years. and I So much for the family <laughs> show this time, right? <laughs> that's, that's, so much for the family show. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mike's like, hey, we got to keep it clean. Just, we I said, I got to be for here. right here. Here we go. No, I honestly. There we go. Like, yeah. oh, so then yeah. as I'm cleaning, putting dishes away, I'm like, if you said exotic pressure over it, because you know it's, you know, pleasure land. I just, all of a sudden, my my brain was reeling like, that football announcer probably better listen to what he was saying. And then, you know, you do that exotic animals, maybe like a gorilla on your back. Is that what he was thinking? Like, <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. So I just, you, begin, you kind of wonder if they're starting to stage themselves for future bloopers, <laughs> right? you know, if they're setting themselves I up, love... for, you know, just, oh, I love you, Tammy. Got... Oh, I love oh you. Jeremy, come on. Oh, sorry, Robert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh I don't know. You're not alone, Robert. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'm a little isolated right now with oh, these two right no. now. I just just have to yeah. Oh Daniel, we can't okay, talk yeah. like that. We can't Every... we can't drop and on noise. Sunday too. Come on, guys. I really? know, right. <laughs> Sunday private those kids, you know, in my day, those kids, they would be um <laughs> Good grief, Jeremy. I teach middle school. I just said it. You know, when seventh graders figure out that word, then the whole thing, then I ask them to spell it. And then I ask them to go home and ask their parents for the definition. Oh, boy. Gosh, yep. We love you guys. In this my is, day, I was going to say. This when, is fun. On Sunday night at this time, your kids should be watching Disney World. Mutual. No, Omaha. not Disney. No, no not, not anymore. Do you remember the no. day? We didn't know that. You remember the then. day on Sundays? You remember that? You used to, every Sunday night at roughly six o'clock, you would get yeah. on to the wonderful world of Disney. That was who back. Knew, but who knew where they were going with stuff? Yeah. Technology created a monster there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Or something else. I mean, there's roof. Um baking turn. Oh, I know, right? You want your cake not to get dried out, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy must be a baker. (laughs) (laughs) Brownies. It says right on the package. I thought Jeremy was napping. Wasn't Jeremy napping? Did you wake him up? Did you wake him up? I knew. I knew this one. Tammy, the school teacher, just got done saying great, great conversations. <laughs> and then I brought that in, and she's like, I'm dying. I'm dying. Well, I was dying. It might have had to do with the a hole penetration. That might have yeah. been. Yeah. Well, he, well, you were in the army, right? I was in the army. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll just leave that right I, there. I was. I was a high school football coach for many years, and, and that's. Uh, I always loved it when uh, the defensive coordinator threw that something like that out there in the middle of a heated <laughs> huddle conversation. Penetrate the a hole! Ah! Oh my gosh! What are we doing? Is is this is Jeremy? Is this your safe word, Jeremy? I'm sorry. I don't know he's what send it out safe words. Don't explain it right now, though, please. We'll get up. We'll get that. Later. <gasps> do we have to actually reel this back in, or do we just uh, get to continue to have fun? No. What's next for Mike Zanito? Great. Well, let's see. Uh, just got like I said, just got back from Boston. 
Um, I don't have anything, no events planned until mid-January. I'll be going to Chicago. That's not true. Well, we Elkfest. Yeah, VetFest. VetFest. Yeah. I want to go to Nashville. Don't don't cancel me there, OP veteran. Uh, yeah, I, that's I would tough. love, to, that's I would love to go to Nashville. I'm telling you. I, yeah, it's, you know, red carpet. It's I work the Academy Awards every year, so I got some red carpet experience. I'll tell you, but it's it, it's one of those kind of things where I, yeah. But I've been trying to get into to to Vet Fest for the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. I got it. And we're gonna do that. We're and we're we're gonna be doing some stuff with Soldier Girl Coffee too. So there's gonna be some some big stuff coming with that. Yeah, yeah. I think, and this is something we've been pushing for with. We're building and working on something called the Graphene Dome. I, I think we're going to get all of our calendars kind of combined and locked in. Not that, I mean, there's no way that we're going to create an opportunity where there's no conflict. Um, but I, I'm hoping that we can work it out where we don't have as many scheduled conflicts with our veteran organizations and our first responder organizations and I'm hoping that we can create a larger, and I'm going to call it army for lack of a better word, or our nation um, of people that come together and and work together and reach out. Um, we have a plan right now that shows our veterans and first responders in need. There's no way to squeak through the cracks here if you're actually paying attention. And we'll figure we'll get that piece figured out. Um, Six and six, that dome going, cheering you on. Thanks, Ryan Fierick. I'm assuming that's you, brother. God, I love having that guy in, the, in our wheelhouse. Um, and he's coming to us on our YouTube. Uh, real oh, quick, yeah. I do and would like to. Um, I threw the YouTube station up there uh, a minute ago. Well, it's been longer than a minute, but um, we are really working to get up to a 1,000 subscribers in there. Uh, it's a goofy piece, and we'll get through it. We'll figure it out. Uh, apparently, you can actually purchase those thousand subscribers, and then we can uh, brand and monetize our YouTube channel. What you will find on our YouTube channel is we got your six at six Patreon playtime, our Friday debrief. Uh, we got uh, Sugar Rose on Mondays with Motivation Mondays. Um, We've got some goofy videos of Andrea using some dog leashes uh, to <laughs> work windshield wipers when we were down in Texas, when our windshield wipers went out, uh, and then my constant effort to cook somewhat good food in the smoking world and smoking industry. Um, and whatever other videos, that there's people out there that want to showcase what you're doing to help veterans and first responders, we want to make sure that people have access to those as views, have access to that as uh, <laughs> uh, pieces. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. We have I guess I'm missing all these crowd. comments. They, I, no, oh, I, can you not see them from your... Oh, no, no. I can't see them. and that's oh, a part that... Okay. StreamYard sure. does a piece. Um, we have eight channels dog, that go through our StreamYard channel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we don't mean to leave you out. That's not our intentions. I Can wish... I tell you the story though about the the it's dog leashes and rope because they weren't long enough. Sorry, keep your. Are you telling everyone to subscribe? Subscribe to YouTube. You 
Go find it. Mark's going to put it on there right now. Okay. We had a borrowed car. Our good friend Bobby gave us a car to use when we were down there. And that was nice because we were Texas falling. Yep. Trying to save money on rooms so we could visit and donate and do stuff down there. And anyway, um, it was a very, it was a nice car, comfortable. It was amazing. And one day we decided to go meet Nick Valentine over in um, Colleen. He was in Colleen. So just a little ways west of Austin there. And um, so we're coming, we did how we barely left. It started raining and Mark flips the wipers on and whoop, and they're done. And then it starts pouring and we're like, we got to find a, we got to find a, a station to fix up our wipers. It's probably the motor. Like, what are we going to do today? It's, it's after whatever. So we drove around the town. We tried to find the wiper fixer people and they didn't have parts and whatever, whatever. So we had to get back because this car was a loner and we had to get back to an event and then we had to get back to, uh, we were leaving, I think the next morning. So we stopped at the Dollar General and we found some dog leashes and ropes and Mark drove and I operated the wiper washers with wipers with these ropes and Mark would be like, stop, it's embarrassing. There's a car coming by. And so I'd stop for a second and I'd grab the wipers. Oh wait, here we go. This is absolutely What in the world? friends and family you will be the only ones that ever see this footage and it's actually fucking working so uh, oops sleep this is and this is in colleen this This is in colleen heading back to uh, leaving colleen heading back to austin are you in a rental no we borrowed from a friend you're in, okay, so do they have Texas license plates? Yes. Because you know what? You want to know something funny? I saw this on the Texas traffic page. No, like a year ago? This got, yes, last year. This got shared on the Texas traffic page. And they called you guys transplants. Because when you see stuff, like, it shows up on the Texas, on the Texas plates. Oh. On that Facebook page. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh so someone actually gosh. saw us, Peterson. Someone wow. actually. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm someone who had that shared it. Wow. That's crazy. Well, it wasn't put out in many spots. I'm going to tell you that right now. But, uh, that is crazy. That's um... well, we were stuck. I mean, you couldn't. We're from Minnesota. It pours, cats and dogs. But you got your wipers flap, flipping back and forth, and so. We thought we could do, and yeah, well, we made it back. We may, we might not have gone very far. I'm telling you, I am sorry, all law enforcement people. That is not our intentions to break the law. It was a, a time moment piece. We had a window of like 20 minutes where we had to, ah, and we had to be on the airplane. It, I, but you know what? You'll never see a civilian non-veteran do or think of a way to do that that way. <laughs> You know, Jerry rig. We Jerry rig things in the military all day long. Am I right? One hundred percent. They okay. actually rubber bands, paper clips. I mean, you're not going to see Joe Civilian doing that. They, they called me MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> but the dog leashes were marks. Yeah, they because they hooked right onto the wiper so that we could. I mean, they told oh us gosh. it was fried. We weren't going to do any more damage, so we just um. 
Sorry, Bobby. Wow. If you're watching, Bobby, we love you and we thank you for that vehicle. <laughs> and we're sorry we returned it. I think we rolled up like a hundred dollars and stuck it in the. I, I gave him some money for something. it. Yeah, but, we, uh, no. Did you leave know. the rope at least? No, we take it with us everywhere we go. <laughs> because if we ever get stuck, that oh my gosh, wow, <laughs> we take it with us. It's one of our. It's like a cha our challenge coin is dog leashes. Unbelievable! Oh, yeah. that is this funny. Is what we do? Wow, well, yeah. There's that. Let's. That was a good time. No, uh, so. I'm sorry, Mark. I think I interrupted you. You were no. okay. Um, Actually, and then this time we got this to help support mm -hmm. Bobby Henline. Yeah, you are beautiful. We are beautiful. And then um, I was gonna tell Mike he's so you gotta look for Dom. Dom can't come to Nashville either because he's performing at OP Vet Fest. You're going to get to see Dom Kurz at Dom Kurz. OP Vet Vet Fest. Okay, we need to. You need to do a text intro with me or a message intro so we can, we can link up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'll be lots of dogs. So if I said just look for the guy who's a service dog, there's probably going to be a lot of service dogs there. Well, yeah. Sure. We'll get you um, hooked up. We'll for yeah. sure get you hooked up with Dom. Good man. Good okay. man. Yeah. Yep. I think we Shannon will. Book's going to be there too. Mm -hmm. I think. He's in Austin. Yeah. Shannon I, Book, I linked up rock with him. Star. He's in Austin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I linked up with and him. And I'm sure ago. Bobby Withrow will be there. And I'm sure that Eric O Eric will be Slager. there. And yep, Oleg Slager will be there. And yep. Dr. Kenya Glenn. Yeah, we got to talk about. Oh, I put the wrong oh my name. Gosh. I the, did put the wrong name. The list goes on. Yeah, we'll, we got some names for you to check out while you're there. That will be so sad not to be there. But honestly, hey, we probably won't think about it until we sit down. <laughs> Tony right, Turner, right. we'll. We'll throw you on next week. We're going to have a little fun now. Um, this will be our closing song. Mike, if you got time, hang on. And yeah. We'll uh, have a little post-show conversation. Uh, remember, the People's Patriot Project and what Mike is doing as well with uh, the several organizations that he's involved with. Our goal is to save lives. Bottom line. Um, it is to build relationships, it's build network, and to make sure that people understand. That's the premise for this show, We Got Your Six at Six, is to sh to give veterans and first responders no doubt that there is an opportunity to accommodate what their need is at that moment. We are here to lighten your load. We are here to show you that we, we got you, man. We're with you. Um, we are brothers and sisters in arms. We are brothers and sisters in service, and uh, we can get through whatever you're dealing with. Um, just reach out. And so uh, we will continue to post uh, Mr. Zanito's uh, contact information out there. Um, Corey, my wife, did a great job of uh, sharing the uh, post for 988. That is now the 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 dial and I had my notes up and I, I dropped them when I tried pulling them up here, but there's also a text version and we'll make sure that we put that out there before the end of the show as well, where it's anonymous opportunity for you to text in and you can talk to someone anonymously. And if that's what you need, uh, you can always reach out to us. Uh, 
763-238-5971. It's not synonymous with any uh, miraculous like nomenclature, but uh, you can reach out to that number at any given time. We'll make sure that someone is reaching out to you uh, within 20 minutes. Um, and we are here to help and support all those who have put on a uniform at any given time. It doesn't matter race, creed, religion, sex, gender, doesn't matter any of that. Um, this is, in my opinion, 100% the most pure, social, interactive return mission that is out there. Um, only because we accommodate for everyone. Ever. We are, we the people of the People's Patriot Project. And we are the beacon of hope and opportunity. We are the opportunity to continue to serve after you've already served. And again, I know Mike has these uh, the, the same mission across the board. And so I'm, I, this is his show tonight. Um, anything in closing, Mr. Zanito? Yeah, you see, you see my name there, Mike Zanito. That's my Facebook name. Uh, otherwise, Canine Patriot is my page. Um, I'll give you my phone number. I have no problem. My phone number is it's my cell phone number. I got it with me 24-7. 714-290-2571. I get phone calls all hours of the day and night. It doesn't matter what day of the week. And I talk to people. I talked to someone from Connecticut a couple days ago that uh, saw me on Facebook and reached out. And I literally got a picture of him with a whiskey glass, a bullet, and a magazine next to his 1911 with a picture of his family sitting in front. And that's what I got as a text message. And we talked for about two and a half, three hours on the phone. Never met the guy. And it's one of those things where, you know, I want you to reach out. There's, it's okay to not be okay. There's this, we're in trying times right now in this country, but not to mention, you know, you're doing a difficult job where you got a target on your back right now. And, you know, not to get too political, but, you know, society, we still need you. We need, we need the cops on the line, men and women that are out there. And our veterans, you know, we need we need you there as well. So reach out 24-7. I'm on Facebook. You got my phone number. Call me anytime. Send me a text. And I, I'm sure that we're going to be doing some some great things here in the future, Mark and Andrea. And uh, you know, I'm I'm I thank you guys for having me. I mean, it's been it's been great. And I you know, I'm just getting started. This is like I've told my family pleasure. and my friends, you know, I'll tell you, I, I'll I'll give you a little side note. I had a heart attack two and a half months ago. And my doctor told me that I needed to lower the stress level in my life. But I told the doctor right to my face, I said, look, this, this is my last life's mission. This is it for me. So this is, this is, if, it, if this is what's going to take me out, then so be it. But this is what I think God has put me on, on this planet to, to finish out for the rest. So. I have a feeling end. this is the mission that is going to keep you alive, brother. That's what I feel because, yeah. uh, we always preach that to serve is therapeutic, and uh, I think this is going to be the thing that keeps you going. So I hope so. This is it. You're a blessing. Uh, we will see you guys next week. At, we got your 6 at 6 Patriot Playtime. Andrew, you got anything in closing? No, just want to thank you for coming in, Mike, and I look forward to more, more and more. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you guys. Thank awesome. You. We got Chris Turner with Take You Out. <laughs> Ah.
daisy dudes. Hit me like a shadow 100 proof. A little comfort to ease my mind. She's slinging drinks, she's doing time. Working hard, making that money. Put your number on my last 20. Hey girl, when you get off tonight, let's throw back a couple nannies in my double wide. I got a big screen, TV, a DVR full of Doug Dynasty. So climb on into my Chevy love, baby, I'm the man that you've been dreaming of. We'll crank some Hank until the beer runs out. Then I'm gonna take you out to Waffle House. Something told me she's into me. I bought a drink, she brought me three. Let her hair down, leaned in low. Whispered to me soft and slow. My double shift is almost over. Ask me if I'd like to get to know her. Thinking, hey girl, when you get off tonight, let's throw back a couple nannies in my double wide. I got a big screen, TV, a DVR full of Doug Dynasty. Fuck it.